What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all. As always, happy Easter to everyone out there as I am recording this here on uh, Sunday. Um, come, come, you know, here's Sunday night. We'll kind of post right after I get done recording uh, this. So I hope everyone had a nice Easter here. Um, but, you know, was an exciting day of college across a day of upsets, if you will, that we saw on Saturday. And, uh, I mean, I think we got to start with the biggest one among them. And uh, that was the, the Brown Bears uh, getting a top 10 win, uh, their second top 10 win against the Yale Bulldogs. Uh, top five one there, second top ten one in a row, beat Yale twenty to thirteen. And I think, like looking back at this game, the the one thing I think that stood out to me from the get go was Yale came. Oh, I mean, Brown came into this one with a much m- much more energy, much bigger energy. They they came into this one more energized from the jump. Uh, it seemed like more or less. Uh, the Bears did in this contest, you know, second win, uh, top 10 win in a row. They beat Penn on the road last weekend, beat Yale at home in Providence this weekend. And this was a much more dominant win uh, than a weekend ago, you know, 12 to 10 against Penn. But you go here against the top five Yale team that, had been looking like the best team in the Ivy, and it had been looking like one of the most dominant teams in college lacrosse over the past few weeks. And, and Brown goes in there, and, and they beat him. And really, it, it was all Brown uh, in the second half of this one. You know, you you come into the second half, you know, up 9-8 to eight after what was – you go back and look at it, and pretty even first half of play – um, I thought both goalies, you know, looked pretty solid there in the first half. Both offense were able to, offenses were able to kind of get what they wanted at times. Uh, but, you know, really in the, the, the second half, this was Brown. It was Brown's game. Uh, a, a 6-1 run to start the third, you know, gave Brown all the momentum they needed to just run straight to the finish line and close this thing out. You know, three of those six goals in that third quarter run come from, uh, or second half run, I should say, uh, came from Brian Antonelli. He ended the day with four goals on the day. Uh, you know, that run helped Brown get up 15-9 to nine with 334 heading into the third. And, look, I think Yale, I, I, there was a point in this game where you, know, you thought, okay, Yale is going to make a comeback. And, and that point came. You know, they got two goals late in the third. A buzzer beater from Christian Johnson included in that pairing there. That uh, They got those two goals to kind of stop the bleeding, makes it 15 to 11. And so, so you're kind of looking at yourself. You're saying, okay, a four-goal lead heading into the, into the fourth quarter. Um, and really watching this one, you kind of thought, like, hey, Yale, like, like, there's no way Yale doesn't, make a push here. There's no way Yale 
doesn't make a comeback and, you know, if not win, make this one a one-goal game, a two-goal game, there's no way that happens. Uh, there's no way that doesn't happen, I should say. And look, <laughs> it did not happen. Uh, Brown, you know, comes out of, like, it looks heading into the end of that final frame. I think was one of the only times where you said, you looked at the sidelines and said, hey, Yale might have a little bit more energy than Brown does. Um, And as I mentioned, I think from the jump, Brown was much more energized and it looked like that throughout the game. However, uh, you know, comes out in the fourth and Brown, goal, 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 goal. Four straight goals there, including back-to-back scores. From Devin McLean, you know, ends the day, four goals, two assists. Ryan Augevin, also four goals, one assist. Uh, they're six and five points, respectively, for McLean and Augevin uh, to help lead the way along with the aforementioned Antonelli there offensively. And, you know, they, they turned a 15 to 11 lead into a 20 to 13 uh, victory. And, and look, as much as this was a game about just how well and, and how holistic this Brown offense looked, um, it, it was also a game about how good their defense can be. Uh, you saw this defense play very, very well. Uh, 10 of 19 of Yale, uh, 10 of Yale's 19 turnovers were caused by the Brown defense. Connor Thelio. Uh, anchored things with 15 saves. I thought he played fantastic throughout, whereas, you know, Paquette kind of, you know, was in that Yale defense was a little shaky there in the second half after, you know, and like I said, it wasn't the best first half for either defenses, um, you know, a 9-8 game at the half, but, I, you know, you kind of thought things were even. Um, And maybe Brown had had a hand up on some things, but, it did feel like it was more of an even game, but Brown, again, that 6-1 run, boom, they break things open, and they get this big win, and this is a massive, massive win for Brown. We've talked on this podcast at length about the Bears this season um, and this stretch that they're on right now where you kind of looked at it and said, hey, this is this is a death stretch right here. Like, this is a, this is a, a stretch that kills your season. Uh, you can have all the success in the world, which they had a lot of success early on. Um, and then you get the loss to Harvard, you get the loss to, to UMass, and you get blown out by by Princeton. Um, and that was just the start. That Princeton game was the start of this stretch. Uh, but they've gone on after that. Beat Penn on the road. Beat Yale at home. Uh, they're heading to Ithaca uh, this weekend, or I should say next weekend, uh, where they're going to play Cornell April 23rd. In Ithaca, noon. Uh, th- that is one. You know, next Saturday to circle. That's what I'm circling. Um, you've got to be tuned into that one. That one could be uh, crucial in what will be kind of a fight for the Ivy League tournament uh, spot. When you look at the Ivy League right now, and we'll talk about some other. Uh, we'll talk about Cornell here in a second, but uh, as they suffered an upset, but. Uh, when you look at the conference standings right now, 3-1 Cornell, 3-1 Princeton, 3-2 Yale, 2-2 Harvard, 2-2 Brown, Penn is 2-3, Dartmouth 0-4. Oh, 
Um, I, I think this is this is a conference, obviously, that's been really good all season long, been one of the best conferences in college lacrosse. That Penn win um, over Harvard on Saturday, I, I think, was was huge for them, whereas they've kind of elevated themselves uh, into that fourth spot for the Ivy League tournament. Uh, but, you know, Brown is in that mix as well. And, you know, Brown beat Penn. Penn, uh, uh, Brown, yes, Brown beat Penn. Penn beat Harvard. Harvard beat Brown. I, I'm, I'm not going to get into tiebreaker scenarios right now, but those three right there are, are battling. I think they're still probably uh, the battle there. I think Harvard's probably the team on the outside looking in at the moment. Um, when you look at that battle for uh, the final seed in the Ivy League tournament. But Yale uh, definitely, definitely upped their chances on Saturday. Uh, Brown, excuse me, upped their chances on Saturday. Yale, I don't think, is going anywhere. Uh, Matt Blandow, four goals, three assists there. Uh, Nine different goal scorers for the Bulldogs. Uh, Jared Parquette, 15 saves. Um, You know, the only area where, where Yale holistically throughout the game was better than Brown was at the faceoff dot. Nick, Nick Nicholas Ramsey going 20 for 37. That's 57% on the day. Matt Gunty goes 45%, 15 for 33. However, the Bears went uh, 10 for 17. That's 58% in the second half. Uh, really changed gears there. Were able to find some success there. Also, in the riding uh, game, got one goal. Off the ride, the 19th of the game, uh, I think it was Devin McLean got the score off the ride. Uh, so, you know, that played a part into Brown's, you know, second half success as well as the Bears get a, a massive 20 to 13 win over Army. Um, and again, like you look at the defense, you look at the offense, you know, outside of their, their faceoff play in the first half. It was really a complete performance uh, from the Bears, and, and it did feel like, to me, they came in with more energy, and they won because of that. Sticking in the Ivy League here, uh, Army and Cornell. Uh, well, Army, not an Ivy League team, but uh, a game involving an Ivy, I should say. Uh, the Black Knights, they needed a resume-boosting win. They needed a resume-boosting win. Um as you know, you looked at what what the Patriot League battle is right now, and 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 how the Patriot League was probably only going to get one team in the tournament. I still, you know, I think it could be difficult for them to get two in. Uh, but suddenly, after what Army did on Saturday, uh, looks a bit more likely. Uh, we mentioned on Tuesday's Bracketology podcast that Boston U Army and Lehigh are all in the tournament, as well as Loyola. They're all in the tournament. Uh, remember, the top two seeds get the bye. Uh, Boston U, I think, has clinched that top seed, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with their big win over Loyola that we'll get to in a minute. They've got Lehigh and Army uh, up next. So, uh, no, they're kind of so they they've not clinched it yet. But they uh, if they continue uh, what they've been doing and they do beat those two teams over the next uh, two weeks, uh, that that's going to be huge for. Uh, the Terriers there in the Patriot League. Uh, but Army, you know, getting a big 
resume boosting non-conference win, uh, 17 to 10 over Cornell. And I, I watched maybe the first half of this one and then kind of toned it off because this was simply domination. Uh, Will Coletti, 68% of the dot. Wyatt Schuppler, 12 saves in cage. Uh, Brendan Nick Tone, Paul Johnson, each with two goals to assist. Brian Spasotio, uh, 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 Richie Moran's grandson, three goals for the Black Knights. Uh, there, that offense got rolling, and and they continued. Uh, you know, 5-0 into the first quarter, 7-0 early in the second. Uh, Army never, ever slowed down. Uh, they held the Big Red to just three goals in the first half, 9-3 lead at the, at the break for uh, the Black Knights. You know, C.J. Coast, Billy Coyle, you know, had some good goals there early in the third, and I, th- I thought, you know, could possibly lead to a comeback there as they cut the Knights' uh, lead to five goals, and you did feel like, you know, um, th- th- there was a moment there where Cornell could have jumped on and could have benefited from that and, and maybe jumped ahead or, or pushed ahead, I should say. Uh, but they that, that never came. Like, they were never able to build off that. Uh, Spocito sparked a, a five-goal run following that coil goal, and that effectively ended things here um, as you know, the Black Knights took that 15-5 to lead into the third, and it was effectively over in this one. An absolutely dominating performance there from the Black Knights, and I think really – that says a lot about the Black Knights. And, uh, you know, Marcus Hudgens still not in the lineup. Don't know if we're going to see him this year, unfortunately. But, you know, you look at this Black Knights squad, um, you know, they have the loss to Rutgers. You have the win over UMass. You have the win at, at Syracuse. Uh, those were really the two biggest non-conference wins. And, you know, let's say they do lose to Navy over the weekend. Let's say they do lose to Boston U. Um, and, and let's say they do, you know, if they lose to those two, I think they're done. Um, but, you know, let, let's say they do go on and lose to it in the Patriot League title game. I think with, you know, depending on how the bubble shapes out, Army could be on the other side, on the good side of the bubble. This win could be a huge part of that if they do end up so on Selection Sunday, even without being uh, the Patriot League champion. Another upset that we saw on Saturday was Siena taking down St. Bonaventure. This was a, you know, really, really impressive victory for uh, the Saints. 14-12 to 12 victory. They come back from down 9-1 to one late in the first half. Uh, Jack Cunin with a score, 32 seconds left. Before the break, that goal was the spark they needed to knock off the top team in the MAC. The Saints outscored the Bonnies four to one in the third quarter. They pull within 10-7. and you go back, you watch this one. They just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. They got some energy goals here uh, with a hat trick. Sean Jeffrey had uh, three, had a hat trick as a pull. A hat trick of pole goals, three goals uh, the pole had on the day, giving a lot of juice. Uh, Nick Pepe also had a pole goal. Th- th- those those scores in the second half just provided a ton of juice uh, for this Siena squad here. And the you know, one big part of what they did was in the clearing game. 
11 of 17 was what St. Bonaventure uh, went. The Saints also caused 10 of the Bonnie's 19 turnovers and won the ground ball battle 35 to 25 in this game. They won in the areas that mattered. They won in between the boxes and they won on the scoreboard uh, here. And, and look, Brett Dobson had 17 saves facing 52 shots, 31 on cage, 17 saves. I know we're used to him putting up the 20, 21, 19, but for like 17 saves is a great performance for any goal. Um, and, and you still lose in this one, 14 to 12 Siena, uh, you know, shaking things up there in the Mac. And, and when you look at the Mac at the moment, you know, that gives St. Bonaventure uh, their first loss of the season in the Mac, but they're still up there at the top of the conference as they do have that tiebreaker win over Marist, who is also 3-1 and one in conference play. So, uh, and you look at the Bonnies the rest of the way here, uh, they've got Quinnipiac and they've got Canisius. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, I don't foresee them losing those games. So, I think I'm, I'm not going to say anything is safe in the MAC. In the MAC, the CAA, NEC, so nothing is ever safe in some of these conferences, really in college across in general. But I can see the St. Bonaventure very much winning out the rest of the way those last two games and still getting uh, that number one seed there. Uh, but Siena, I know they're two and three in conference play now. They have got games, they got a Holy Cross game. Coming up next weekend, a non-conference game, and they've got Quinnipiac there in conference play, who's one and three. When you look right now, Monmouth is still that fourth team there in the MAC uh, standings, uh, you know. And you look at Siena; they played Monmouth early on the season, a ten to one loss. And that one, excuse me, a, a ten to win, ten to one win, uh, excuse me, uh, for uh, the Saints. That was the twenty-one save performance from Christian Yankovic. Was looking at that one backwards. Um, so with this win and with that Monmouth win, and depending on how things shake out, uh, Siena could very well have played their way into the postseason uh, with this win. I don't know that again. I'm just podcasting right here, so I don't have. The tiebreaker scenarios for every conference here, but uh, you know, really, really good win there for Siena. Uh, could push them into MAC uh, conference play. Marshall Terrace calls game since Colgate passed Lehigh in overtime. Um, th- this game nine to eight overtime win for for Colgate. Um, I've not watched this one. I'm going to actually go back and watch this one after a record here. But um, look, Lehigh, it, it's, they outscored the Raiders 2-0, 2-0 in the second and the third quarters combined. Before those two squads, they go 3-3 three and three in the fourth. That included a pair of late-game goals from uh, with Terrace pulling Colgate ahead 8-7, 39 seconds left. Quinn Armstrong forced an overtime uh, for the Mountain Hawks with 19 seconds left. Really a, a kind of a, a defensive-heavy game, obviously, 9-8 win. Both defenses played very well, uh, but Colgate gets the win. And look, I, I said this on Twitter um, 
here, and I'll, I'll just pull up this tweet to you that, that I sent on, uh, you know, Saturday night, um, you know, Colgate pulling an upset isn't the least bit surprising to me uh, because the way they've been playing all year, it was only a matter of time until they made some noise. Um, you looked at how this Colgate team has played. They're a gritty team. They play tough, um, and, and they do so uh, all year long. They've done so all year long. They get the 9-8 win over Lehigh. They nearly beat Army a week ago. They held Harvard uh, to six to seven goals in the 7-6 loss. They're 11-10 loss to Navy. Um, you know, they beat a good Air Force squad 11-8. You know, they had the overtime loss to High Point. Uh, they played North Carolina good in the second half, like, They've had some gritty performances this year, even in their losses, and and they've really sh- you know, been a tough opponent uh, for a lot of teams, and they finally get it done on Saturday as they take down the Lehigh Mountain Hawks in Patriot League play.
Detroit Mercy. Um, what was the final on that one? 13 to 8. And Air Force, uh, they got the win over Cleveland State. Uh, what was that one? 12 to 8 on Saturday. Uh, another kind of gritty performance there from Cleveland State, I would say. Um, and that one, they, 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 they played Utah pretty well. Um, a week ago, and, 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 you know, I've seen them in person. They're a gritty team. Uh, they're a gritty team. Do it again against Air Force. Again, get the loss, though. In the Ivy League, Princeton escapes Dartmouth 12-10. to 10. Uh, The Big Green, again, put up a, a, a fight there, but uh, drop another Ivy League game. 12-10 to 10, uh, loss. Excuse me, win for the Princeton Tigers. Uh, Bo Peterson. Just unbelievable game. Went back and watched, kind of, kind of fast forwarded through this one a little bit on Saturday night. Uh, watching this one, Bill Peterson, amazing performance here. Three turno- three cause turnovers, four ground balls on the game there um, for the Princeton defense, and they have the winged helmets like they do in football. You need to go if you've not seen that, go check it out on social media. We'll pull up the the game on ESPN Plus. Really cool looking helmets. I will say I don't like. I, you know, I, when I first saw them, I, I, I liked them. I don't like them as much as I did watching the game. I think they're kind of all black at the top. You know, you have the black, kind of solid black at the top, and then it goes into the wings. I, I think that's a little too much. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, that's how it looks on the football helmets. It looks, I think it looks better on the football helmets because the football helmets are wider. Uh, so I think it just kind of looks a little weird at times on the lacrosse helmets, but I'm not opposed to it. I think it's it's a cool look. It's cool they did that. Not opposed to it, but I'm, I'm also I wouldn't put it as like my top helmet design uh, if we're going to rank that. Penn, 11-10 win over Harvard in a crucial Ivy League battle. Patrick Birkenshaw, 20 saves in this one. Sam Hanley, four goals, one assist. Jamie Zuzzi. Uh, 18 of 22 at the dot plays a really strong game. Back in the CAA now, Drexel beats uh, Hofstra 10 to 7. Uh, another crazy CAA game there. Uh, Hofstra had gotten, you know, had some pretty good, uh, I think they were 1 and 1 and had a good win there in the CAA. Uh, who'd they beat? Delaware, I think it was. Um, Drexel, obviously, the CAA champs. And uh, so they're getting back on the track, back on track as well. Degnon, we mentioned uh, Hopkins beating Penn State. It was a thirteen to ten win. This is a game that had two or well, two separate lightning delays, uh, like back to back. It was a lightning delay. It was a lengthened, uh, long lightning delay. Gary Degnon six goals in that one. His best performance of the season. Saint Joseph stays perfect in the NEC, fourteen to eleven win over LIU and Marist. Moves to three and one in the MAC, thirteen to twelve, over Manhattan in a tight battle. There, all right, folks. That is it for today's episode. As always, thank you all for tuning in. I will be back on Tuesday with our typical Black Ecology show uh, for this time of the year. As always, you can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can 
catch us on uh, our, you can catch us on Class Bucket, uh, connect with us on social media. You can find us on online lacrossebucket.com where it's always lacrosse season. Need to get those outros going. Good. <laughs>